The college baseball experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bend $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And we're giving away $500 in the SGPN app's NFL Draft Props Contest. Just go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com draft or click the contest tab in the SGPN app. So if y'all recognize that song, that is Key to the City by Adam Doliak. And if you've never heard of Adam Doliak, he's a country music singer and a former college baseball player for the University of Southern Miss. And he played in Omaha when they went to the College World Series. But further, without further ado, my name is Noah Beanick. I am the solo host of the College Baseball Experience today. And we here at the College Baseball Experience are the only podcast that is 100% committed to gambling on NCAA baseball. Uh, we've provided picks on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, Colby and I have for college football, college basketball. We're doing it for college baseball. I'm doing it for MLB. He's doing it for the USFL. You can find us on Twitter everywhere at the Colby D and I am at 77 NB. That is the word 70, the number 7 NB. Um, from the SEC to the Big West, we have you covered on every college baseball game that you can bet on each week. Join us during the road to Omaha and experience the better side of college baseball with the college experience. So what's going on, everybody? Um, we had a pretty chalky week in college baseball, to say the least. Now, I am not complaining because I actually think I have more of a feel now than I ever did prior to last week (laughs) Um, last week I think I mentioned it on the podcast there was 15 of the top 25 teams that lost their weekend series this week only five teams did so much better statement from the top teams in the country this uh, week we have our weekend lineup that we're going to review we also have some news and notes around the league, around the country that I'm going to get to. I'm also going to talk about uh, some of my Golden Spikes Award uh, nominees right now. Uh, I think there's three 
that have pulled away from the rest. But I have a couple of honorable mentions that I want to mention for you guys just to keep your eyes on them. And if you're new to college baseball and you're just jumping in here because Colby has won you so much money betting on the other sports and I have good MLB analysis, well, welcome. The Golden Spikes Award is basically the Heisman Trophy of college baseball. So without further ado, let's jump into... The weekend lineup card that was for the week of 422. The first set of games we covered was a two-game set between Grand Canyon and Stanford. My pick was to take Grand Canyon with the value on the money line for both games. They won the second game, um, and we came out of the series positive units. Um yeah, that's all I really have to say on this. I'm not like a huge believer in Stanford. I think if there was one team in the top 10 that I am probably most out on, it it's Stanford and Arkansas for me, and maybe Texas Tech. Just Stanford for me doesn't have the hitting. Arkansas has inconsistent hitting as well, and Texas Tech has inconsistent pitching. I just don't think... Uh, they're solid enough in those facets of the game to at least have give me confidence that they can go to a Super Regional as of right now. Um, so yes, that was the first series. We faded Stanford, came out positive money on it. Can't complain at all. Um, the next series that we covered was Wake Forest at Notre Dame. Now, I told you guys for Friday... I was going to take the under because I felt like we were going to get some value. The over was going to come in way too high, which it did. The under hit. And I also told you take Notre Dame money line on Friday. Notre Dame swept Wake Forest over the weekend. I drilled the under. I drilled the money line on Friday for y'all. Friday and Saturday's games were blowouts by the Fighting Irish. And Sunday's game was a barn burner. To hold an offense like Wakes to six runs on both Friday and Saturday is pretty promising, and I may be a believer in Notre Dame now. Um, Then we had Tennessee at Florida. The Volunteers swept Florida, and I told you on the podcast that I would be on Florida for Friday with Hunter Barco starting. It turned out that Hunter Barco was sick, and he didn't make the start on Friday, so... That was that, and I could not be on the Gators. So I switched that to Tennessee. I actually put them in a money line parlay that hit on Friday night, so that was very fun. Um, Tennessee's off to the best start ever by any SEC team in history. We all know about the Volunteers and how they do it. Uh, and if you have not listened to the Vince Ferreira interview, go do that because we learned a ton about the number one team in the country right now. Uh, yes, he's the color analyst of the Volunteers. For Florida, it it is what it is. I mean, UT is a buzzsaw right now, and the Sunday game may wreck their season because we talked about it with Vince. Florida could not get swept there. Um, now they're in a huge hole in SEC play with four weeks to, four weekends to go. And you basically need two sweeps and the max of three, maybe four losses to get yourself into the NCAA tournament. That's going to be very, very hard to do. Um, 
yeah, it's not looking good for the Gators. Then we had Pittsburgh at Miami, Florida. Uh, I said on the pod that my Friday pick depended on Pitt's midweek performance. They lost to West Virginia in PNC Park. I attended that game, so I tweeted out on Friday my betting card. I was on the Pitt money line against the Hurricanes. They lost via a heartbreaking 10th inning walk-off. So... For me, I kind of figured that that would have been like a mojo killer, and I wasn't going to ride the, the pit money line on Saturday. And exactly that, they got shell-shocked. But they won the Sunday game. So they stole one from a top-five team in the country. That's good enough for a team that's going to be on the bubble for most of the rest of the year here in Pittsburgh. Uh, then this was, a, this was a fun series here. TCU at Oklahoma State. Now, I gave out Oklahoma State as a money line bet for Friday, and they won 13-2, but lost the next two games of the series. On Twitter, I gave out a uh, money line parlay with Oklahoma State and Arkansas, but both teams actually lost that, so that was not ideal. Um, if the Pokes didn't leave a ton of runners on base in both of those losses, I think they win one of them and take that series easily. Um, and I think the rankings show that because even though TCU won that series, they only jumped up one spot. And I know it was pretty chalky, but you have to respect a road series win against a top three team. And I don't think the pollsters really did that. And I think I'm kind of on the right side here in inferring that Oklahoma State probably could have won this series. Um, Then I want to touch on a very interesting series in the SEC that we covered. It was Georgia at Alabama. Now, Georgia was going with a spot starter in Nolan Crisp on Friday. And I felt very confident that Alabama would have been able to win this game. Uh, Georgia's team ERA coming into this weekend was in the eights. And this was a team that was built off of pitching. And I knew that um, Bama was a good hitting team. So that was kind of my thought, that I would take Bama on Friday and we'd take take that series from there. Well, Jonathan Cannon actually started on Saturday coming back from injury. Um, so this pitching staff sort of is becoming the pitching staff that we bought into in the preseason. Don't look at that season ERA anymore because they're getting healthier. And with Jonathan Cannon back, this team is dangerous. He pitched five perfect innings on Saturday, and they pulled him due to pitch limit. Uh, nothing wrong with that at all. And they even won that game with him coming out early. On the season, Cannon 7-1 with a 1.55 ERA, 52 strikeouts, 3 walks, and 52.1 innings. And then Nolan Crisp, who started Friday, went 5.1 innings with 5 strikeouts, 0 walks, and 0 runs. Now, Liam Sullivan hasn't been a very good Sunday guy for Georgia so far, and they ended up losing his start, but he went 5.2 innings, only giving up three runs with six strikeouts and zero walks. A very solid, promising start from Sullivan, 
and this offense has been better than expected. So still feel pretty comfortable with our Georgia futures here, guys. Uh, the next series was Wofford at Mercer. Now, Wofford is third in the country in steals, and they're very aggressive uh, base running showed here against Mercer. Uh, Wofford's pen has three sidearm pitchers, which I absolutely love, and it's an underrated college baseball team trait. Uh, their closer, Dalton Rodans, he's a sidearm closer, uh, sidearm pitcher. I mean, he has 58 strikeouts on the season with only seven walks in 53 innings. This Wofford team played very, very good at Mercer. And that series probably is going to end up deciding the soak on here because, like I said, Wofford looks very solid sitting at 30 and 10. I don't see where they can drop. I mean, the SoCon's always a little interesting, but I don't know where they can drop a game here. So, or at least drop a couple unexpectedly to where they fall behind Mercer in the conference standings. So it's, it's Wofford. Wofford's the team to beat in the SoCon right now. Very impressed by them. Then we have, oh, this was a fun one in the ACC. We had NC State at Louisville. On the podcast, I wanted to go with the better pitching in the staff at NC State, so I took them on the money line. It looked promising until the eighth inning when Louisville blew the pinata open with an 11-4 win. NC State returned serve with a blowout in Game 2, and Louisville won a back-and-forth game in number 3 on Sunday. I don't have too many takeaways from the series because I feel like it could have gone either way in all three games. Um, still, I, I guess my takeaway is, is Louisville's bats are very good, and on some nights, you might not even be able to stop them. So this is a team that's just a complete wild card uh, in a regional in the NCAA tournament, very dangerous to a team that relies on their good starting pitching. Lastly, uh, we had a Big Ten series that I wanted to include. Two promising teams so far in that conference. Maryland was sitting at seven and two, and Illinois was at ten and two. I predicted that Maryland would get an easy series win and maybe even a sweep. Well, Friday night they got woodshedded by Illinois. But after game one, they looked dominant in games two and three, and they remain the class of the Big Ten. Uh, a couple of notes that I wanted to get to here is I didn't include the Arkansas-Texas A&M series in the weekend lineup card because we already had a couple of good SEC series in here. I included the Tennessee-Florida one, and then Georgia-Alabama, and Alabama was previously ranked in, this, in the weekend before, so I felt that was a better series than the Arkansas-Texas A&M one, but Arkansas-Texas A&M drew a lot of eyes this weekend. Uh, Kendall Rogers from D1 Baseball was on the grounds at the series, and he... I, you guys know it. I'm not too high on this Arkansas team. He still believes in them. I, I just don't see it from the hitting side, and my point of view still stands. If last year's Arkansas team was not able to get the job done, I don't see how this Arkansas team can do it. Uh, on Friday night, 
Connor Nolan gave Arkansas a great start on the season. He's 5-2 and two with a 2.54 ERA with 74 strikeouts and only 14 walks and 60 innings pitched. Uh, the pitching is deep, but the starters, other than Nolan, need to step it up, in my opinion. A uh, very promising weekend from Texas A&M. They handed Arkansas their second SEC weekend loss since 2019. Anytime you can beat Arkansas on a weekend, it's very impressive. Uh, Nathan Detmer, who threw for Texas A&M on Friday, on the season he's 4-2 with a 3-3-8 ERA, 52 strikeouts, and only 10 walks in 53.1 innings pitched. And then also uh, a performance that I liked over the weekend was Jacob Polish. On Sunday, he came out of the bullpen with runners on second and third with nobody out, and he had the ice to get them out of the inning against Arkansas. Very, very good performance there. Now, another piece of news that I wanted to touch on around the college baseball world was that, unfortunately, Gonzaga had an assistant coach pass away due to cancer. Uh, My best wishes go out to the team and his family. But the Bulldogs here are going to be carried by emotional strength and great pitching plus balanced hitting. Uh, (coughs) Sorry. Gonzaga has what it takes to get them to Omaha. Hold on, I'm clicking a page right now. If the Zags stay on course, they'll be a regional host. But Gonzaga's team is actually better suited for a Super Regional. A great stat is that Gonzaga leads the country and wins on the road with 18. The next best team has 14. And this Bulldogs team is led by an amazing pitching staff, starting rotation that can beat almost anybody's in the country here. You have... uh, Gabriel Hughes, you have Tristan Vreeling, you have Kempner when he gets healthy. I assume that he's coming back. Um, This is a squad that can be nasty and go pretty far. Uh, And you know what? They're plus 4,000 right now to win it all. They have all the pieces, and they have a little bit of an emotional edge now. Gonzaga at plus 4,000 is not a bad play. That's probably my favorite new team of the week. Now, I know I've talked about Gonzaga a lot previously, just never had the itch to put it on them because winning it all takes a lot. And at we saw it, again, I'm going to pepper this point home for the rest of the year. We saw it with Arkansas losing to NC State last year. NC State just got hot. And that's all it takes to go to Omaha and have a chance to win it. (coughs) Uh, This mid-major, they're great. But who knows if they get paired up with a UCLA as a two-seed, a uh, Stanford as a two-seed if they fall. You know they're going to get like a West two-seed, probably from the Pac-12, that could get hot. And you never know what's going to happen there. But... I like the emotional edge that this team's going to have for the rest of the year. Lastly, uh, another team that I want to touch on, another mid-major too, 
Southern Miss is on a 14-game win streak, and they're now ranked fourth in the country. Their starting rotation is incredible. They have Tanner Hall going on Fridays. He's 7-0 and on the season with a 1.94 ERA, 90 strikeouts with only 7 walks and 65 innings. Incredible. Hunter Riggins on Saturdays, he's 5-2 with a 2.89 ERA, 52 strikeouts, 13 walks, and 56 innings. And then, I think I said it on an episode earlier this year, Hurston Waldrop is the one of the best Sunday starters in the country. He's 4-1 with a, with a 2.09 ERA, 77 strikeouts with only 20 walks in 51.2 innings. Southern Miss looks very, very good uh, halfway through the season here with like four, four or so weeks to go in the regular season. We got one, one month left in the road to Omaha before the NCAA tournament starts. This is crazy. Uh, time is flying by. But when time flies by, there's nothing better to enjoy it then with win bet make sure to get down on wins bet ten dollars win two hundred dollar promotion where a ten dollar bet qualifies you for up to two hundred dollars in free bets plus the win bet casino is offering offering 100 percent deposit bonus up to one thousand dollars and of course don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with the wins own build your own bet feature all users can receive a $20 free bet when they bet, when they win, lose, or push a three-plus leg build-your-own-bet parlay between Thursday and Saturday. Players can take advantage of this offer on the NBA playoffs. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. SGPN is giving away $500 in our NFL Draft Props contest. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft or click the contest tab in the SGPN app. Winner take all. The college baseball experience is also brought to you by Coors Light. It's a hectic time of the year between weddings, graduation, spring sports, and more, and we're busier than ever right now. Sometimes we take a second for we forget to take our second for ourselves. So this season, take a second to enjoy an ice cold Coors Light because you deserve a beer that's made to chill. Do you ever feel like you're always on? Work, friends, family, a million other social issues, and expectation to be on 24-7? Grab that beer that's made the chill in Coors Light. When I need to take a second for myself, I reach for Coors Light. Get your Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com SGP. That's CoorsLight.com SGP. And remember to always celebrate responsibly Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of other players. 
you probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper too by playing with their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then, choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you inputted. The main reason I'm excited about the over-under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out all together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. Make sure to use promo code and Sleeper will match you with your deposit up to $100. Again, that's our program code SGP. Uh, join the SGPN squad to bet with the guys. SG.PN slash squad. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Our code for Sleeper is actually SGPMLB. Sorry about that. SGPMLB. <coughs> so now let's jump into some Golden Spikes talk. It's always a fun conversation in college baseball. We talk about the best players in the game. Why not enjoy a little bit of conversation on this? So, now, I don't know what I should do. Should I start with the top guy, or should I go with my honorable mentions? I, I think I'll go with the top guy, because he had a great weekend this weekend and kind of inspired this topic. Texas's first baseman, Ivan Melendez, he went off this weekend I think he hit three home runs to bring his season total up to 21 he's got 21 home runs with four weekends to go in the regular season it's absolutely insane he's batting 401 on the season with a 1041 OPS with 21 home runs like I said 61 RBIs 36 walks with 33 strikeouts he's got a better He's got more walks than strikeouts. Melendez, the Hispanic Titanic, is my front runner for the Golden Spikes Award. Two and three is kind of close, though. Now, for me, I've been on this guy all year. And in the preseason, I called him the best pitcher in the country. And I still stand by that. That is Oregon State's Friday night starter, Cooper Jerby. He's 8-0 on the year. He has a 208 ERA with a hundred with a hundred strikeouts with only seven walks in 60.2 innings. It's absolutely crazy for a pitcher to do. It's extremely hard for a pitcher to win this award. Uh extremely favored towards the hitting. I mean, I know we saw Kevin Copps win it last year from Arkansas, but he was a closer was able to pitch almost every game and get rack up saves and strikeouts come in for an inning and throw a hundred percent gas whereas Cooper Jerby's going seven eight innings strong every night it seems like and with uh eight nine starts under his belt he's averaging 10 11 strikeouts a game just nuts 
from the guy. <coughs> Gotta love what Jerp's doing up there in Corvallis, Oregon. Number three for me is Sonny DeShera. People call him Sonny D, and I know the D1 Baseball Podcast is very high on the guy, but I slightly rank Jerpy ahead of him. Sonny D is batting 447 for Auburn. He's their first baseman. He has a 14.50 on-base plus slugging percentage, which is just insane. He's got 12 home runs on the year with 38 OBIs. And listen to this walk-strikeout ratio. 42 walks to 24 strikeouts. Dude is killing it in the SEC right now. That's very, very hard to do. Now let's jump into some honorable mentions. I didn't track down all of their stats because I felt like it might take a little bit too long in this segment. But just some names to keep your eye on as we near the end of the regular season here. Kevin Parada, the catcher from Georgia Tech, having a great season himself. He was a name that I mentioned at the beginning of the season that would be in the running for this. A guy that I did not have on my radar for the Golden Spikes was Jake Jelloff, the third baseman from Virginia. I didn't even really have Virginia on my radar prior to this season. They've been a very, very good surprise. Uh, Just solid and balanced team all the way around. And like we heard last week in the Vince Ferreira interview, that's one of his favorite teams in the country right now. And I completely see why. So Jake Jelloff, uh, probably their best player from that team. He has some great stats here in 2022. Uh, I want to show some love to the mid-major schools. Now, they're not historically teams that usually win the Golden Spikes Award, but eyes or names to keep your eye on here. Matt Courtney, the first baseman from Old Dominion, hits bombs, and he has a high OPS. Ryan Ignolfo, the first baseman from Eastern Illinois, he's another name to keep your eye on. Carlos Contreras, the left fielder from San Houston State. He's got a top 10 OPS in the country with uh, a good amount of average. I think he's in the 400s in batting average, if I'm not mistaken. And then last but not least, Henry Zisler, the first baseman from UNLV. All those guys having great 2022 seasons. And you cannot go wrong with any of them taking home that award. But my front runner by quite a bit right now would be Melendez. And then Jerby, DeShera, and let's say Parada to round out the top four in the Golden Spikes Award trophy candidates. Before we get into Tuesday's games, let's hear a word from Athletic Greens. <coughs> Ooh, sorry. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easier, 
Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that's athleticgreens.com SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. <coughs> Sorry again. Um, did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all of your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communication, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, and even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners of Sports Gambling Podcast Network with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish, I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com slash SGP. There are never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is, now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a a daily fantasy app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Don't know anything about horses? Don't worry, the app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StapleDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner circle. Play, race, win. <coughs> the college baseball experience is also brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells their sports bets. The NBA playoffs are set, and PropSwap is where bettors find the best odds and turn the hard wood into hard cash. PropSwap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite teams and then sell your bets whenever you want. Many prop swappers make thousands of dollars by buying and selling championship futures all playoffs long. 
This allows you to win over and over again without your team ever lifting the trophy. Go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap, where America buys and sells their sports bets. All righty. Now, let's get into some of these great games on our Tuesday slate. I am currently recording this at 5 in the morning, Eastern Time. Now, I totally feel how Colby felt during the college basketball season. And honestly, for me, I'm in school right now, and it's exam season. I can't sleep, so I was like, hey perfect time for me to just hop on and start talking about college baseball on this podcast now let's hope and pray that we can find some college baseball lines for these tuesday games oh oh for one on one of the books that i use for college baseball oh no book number two um We've got to do more clicking than we usually do. Hold on. O for 2. Oh, well. All right. Let's just go through some of these top 25 games. Now, again, I, I don't have – I apologize. I don't have, like, too many game notes on these because, like I said, it is exam season. And I just wanted to hop on here and talk college baseball with you guys. So, just like I did last week for our midweek uh, episode – I'm going to do it again here and just kind of skim through the games that I think will be offered at your the book that you use to bet on college baseball. And I'll give my quick analysis, maybe a minute max, on each of these games. And we'll get out of here and watch some college baseball today. So <clears throat> for me personally, where will I be this Tuesday afternoon, evening, last Tuesday I went to the Pitt-West Virginia game at PNC Park. This Tuesday, I will be at Green Tree Park for Point Park's home game against Siena Heights. Uh, Point Park is my college baseball team here in the NAIA that I currently redshirt for. And Siena Heights is actually like an hour away from my house in Michigan. Uh, Siena Heights, uh, one of my... Uh, best friends and former teammates is on that squad so he's going to be taking on uh, my current squad so that's going to be a great double header to watch but division one baseball time let's jump into this connecticut yukon at northeastern now northeastern had a couple of good wins earlier this season against nc state let's check up on how they're doing so far this season northeastern 19 20 and 1 they're 3 and 8 in the colonial actually not as good as i would have expected from this team usually they're better than average in this conference strength of schedule 171 rpi 158 we're gonna be on yukon here and might not be a ton of good value on it if it's under 400 Maybe throw it into a parlay. I like that. I'm going to take Miami over Stetson here. Not much analysis going into that. Miami hosting this game. They should be able to hit against the Hatters of Stetson. <coughs> Georgia against Georgia State. This one's an interesting one because Georgia State 
They're 24 and 16, 10 and 8 in the Sun Belt. And I feel like they, yeah, they got swept by Louisiana. So this is going to be a determined Panthers squad. They're actually coming off of getting swept in back-to-back weekends here in the Sun Belt. So I know this was a team that was on some radars of being in the NCAA tournament. Not anymore with those two sweeps. But at Georgia in a midweek game, I feel like Georgia's dropped a couple of these midweek games so far this season. Georgia State has a strength of schedule of 51 and RPI of 57. Uh, on the road, Georgia State's 7-10. and 10. Out of conference, they're 14-8. and eight. And against top 25 teams, they're 2-9. and nine. So... It doesn't look too promising. Let's go take a look at Georgia real quick here, though. Let's see. Have they dropped many midweek games here? They dropped the Tuesday game, the Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern, top 25 team in their own right. That's a good loss, uh, if you could have a good loss. Georgia's already beat Georgia State once this year. 10-3 to on the road in Atlanta. So, yeah, I'm going to be on... Georgia here that's probably if there's no injuries or anything there's probably going to be the same pitching matchup that we saw earlier this season same uh same day on a Tuesday so we could see the same pitching matchup I would like Georgia here they're probably going to be a juicy favorite so maybe throw that in an early slate parlay with UConn if they are I doubt the books offer that UConn game though UConn versus Northeastern that might not be a game that they offer so Georgia parlay builder right there Uh, I like Louisville over Western Kentucky an interesting one here uh, in the sports gambling podcast office (coughs) we have Patty C's James Madison going up against Kramer's 7th ranked Virginia Tech Hokies James Madison, they're twenty-three and seventeen on the year, nine and five in the Colonial. Uh, let's scroll down and check out some of their numbers: one hundred twenty-fourth in strength of schedule, ninety-fifth in the RPI. Uh, on the road, they're seven and twelve, and against top twenty-five teams, they're one and six on the year. Uh, checking out some of their recent. Uh, midweek games, they lost 8-7 to against Maryland. That is a tight game. They lost to Richmond. Not a very good loss there. Um, let's go check out Virginia Tech and their midweek status. They're 12-7 and in the ACC. Virginia Tech has the 77th strength of schedule. They're 23rd in the RPI. At home this season, they're 19-4. and four. Now, is this a look-ahead spot? They have Virginia, their rival, on deck next weekend. Or this weekend, I should say. Uh, Tuesday, Last Tuesday, they beat VMI 9-6. Uh, ooh, a good, a good Tuesday win against Liberty, at Liberty. So I'm going to take Virginia Tech here. Uh, I like what they've got going. Oh, they've lost to James Madison already this year. 5-2. to two. Interesting. As soon as I say I'm going to take Virginia Tech, 
I feel like I just got swayed onto the, some value with James Madison. And that's, I think, what I'm going to do. I, I like that. We're going to go James Madison on the money line there. 100%. Let's jump back into our slate of games here in the top 25 of the college baseball world. Fun one. Going to be played in the Detroit Tigers Stadium, Comerica Park, Notre Dame against Michigan State. I got Notre Dame walloping Michigan State in this one. Michigan State's pitching staff is brutal, brutal. <laughs> I think Michigan State lost a midweek game to Oakland, right? Uh, oh, they won that one 6-5. to five. Shoot. They lost to Western Michigan 18-7. to seven. I knew they lost to some little brother in the state. That is brutal. <laughs> Midweek game to lose to Western 18-7. to seven. So, yeah, I got Notre Dame stomping all over Michigan State. I think Maryland wins pretty easily against Navy here. <coughs> Xavier's been feisty against some of these SEC teams. How are they doing this year? They're 21 and 20, 5 and 4 against the Big East. Um they kept Alabama pretty close in that series they played against them. Uh let's check out some of Xavier's numbers. They're 110th in the strength schedule, 85th in RPI on the road. They're 13 and 14. Not terrible. Not terrible at all. Um, do I think Tennessee loses at home? No, not really. So I think I'm still going to go with the Volunteers there. But I think that's going to be an interesting game. 7 o'clock, Auburn versus Jacksonville State. I'll take Auburn there, but Jacksonville State at home, it shouldn't be a problem. Jacksonville State has a losing record on the season, um, and they got rolled by Kentucky at the beginning of the season. Uh, at home, they're 11 and 12 with a losing record. Yeah, probably Auburn here. Uh, Southern Miss going on the road to Southern Louisiana, Southeastern Louisiana. Uh, I'm probably going Southern Miss here with the Golden Eagles. I mean, we opened up the podcast with Doliac Song. How can we not go with Southern Miss here? <clears throat> Give me Texas State over UTSA. TCU over Dallas Baptist. Last week, Dallas Baptist got stomped on by Texas A&M in a midweek, so I like TCU and the momentum they've got right now to beat DBU here in the midweek game. Texas goes on the road to UT Rio Grande Valley. UTRGV is 23-16 and 16 on the year, 9-9 nine and nine in the whack. What's their record at home here? They are 14-5 and five at home. And Texas doesn't have, I mean, they just swept Baylor and won each game by a football score. So, yes, they have, the, uh, they have some momentum going. But, I mean, it's not crazy to put a, a half a unit, a quarter of the unit on UTRGV here uh, with the weaknesses of Texas that we've seen lately. Um any good midweek wins? They beat Houston 9-1. to Houston's not amazing, I don't think. Um, they lost to Texas already this season on a Tuesday 13-5. to Not very promising anymore. 
<laughs> uh, lost to Texas State 7-3 to as well. So I might back off of the UTRGV play, but, I mean, I don't think it's worth it to jump on Texas either. That's going to be pretty juicy. Arkansas, they should have little issue with Central Arkansas. That game's going to be a neutral site game played at Dickey Stevenson's Park. Dickey Stevens Park. LSU in New Orleans. This one could get interesting. A little uh, battle of the boot here. New Orleans 21 and 16, 8 and 7 out of the Southland. Do they have any good midweek wins? Lost the Southern Miss 12 to 8. They beat Tulane 14 to 6. Could they? We've seen LSU lose more than one midweek game this season. Let's go take a look back. They lost to Louisiana Tech, who's not been great. They lost 11-6 in that game. They already beat New Orleans 11-3 on the season. Uh, So maybe maybe this one's one of those that we retract as well. They lost twice to Louisiana Tech in midweek games, actually. Yeah, I'm thinking that this one's probably just just like the Texas one, probably gonna stay away. If you're if you're ballsy enough, uh, it might not be a bad dog. New Orleans. Uh, Sam Houston against Texas A&M, great game here, and Texas A&M's in a good. Uh, this is a good upset spot for you, Sam Houston. Texas A&M coming off a series win against Arkansas, and they're also looking ahead to Vanderbilt this Thursday night for the SEC ESPN game of the week. I'm going to be on Sam Houston here. Uh, Sam Houston's 22-17, and 13-5 in the WAC. Very respectable record in that conference. Um, they beat Baylor on a midweek game so earlier this season. They beat Texas Tech in a midweek game this season. This, this is a great spot. This is probably my favorite dog that I've found so far. Sam Houston State, they are live. 100% live. Good spot there for <clears throat> them to catch the Aggies. Uh, Oklahoma State at Wichita State. Now, probably a bounce-back spot for Oklahoma State after they lost the last two games of that series to TCU. Let's check out Wichita State's record at home. They're 13-27 and 27 on the year, 2-10. and 10. This seems all Cowboys to me. <clears throat> at home, Wichita's 6-13. and 13. Yeah, this one might not even be offered by the books, but... If it is, Oklahoma State might be good to pair with Georgia in a parlay. Texas Tech at home against Abilene Christian. Whenever Texas Tech's at home, it almost seems like a lock. This is an interesting one. We have Oregon State going up against Oregon in a midweek game here. Uh, Give me the Beavers. I don't think I'm ever really going to go against the Beavers this season. That's one of the teams that I've been really correct on so far this season. So... I've seen nothing to go against the Beavers so far this season, so why would I start here in the Civil War? So give me the Beavs. 
UCLA host UC Irvine. This is a huge game for UC Irvine to build a resume to get into the NCAA tournament as an at-large bid. UC Irvine's 22-15 and 15 on the year, 9-6 and six in the Big West. Uh, the Big West is not having a great year so far. I think they might only be a one-bid league. Let's see where their numbers are at. 84th in strength of schedule, 72 in the RPI. Against one against top twenty five teams, they're one and two on the season, and on the road they're eight and nine. This is a, this is a spot where UC, UC Irvine's one of those Big West teams that's going to play low score, low scoring baseball, try to muck it up. And UCLA's not been a great offense so far this year. That's going to be that style of play for the Anteaters might win this game for them. How has UCLA been in midweek spots? 27 and 12 on the year, 11 and 7 in the Pac 12. They lost a midweek game to Pepperdine. They lost a midweek game to Omaha. Not very promising so far. <clears throat> what else do they got here? Uh, they went back and beat Pepperdine, uh, Pepperdine on a midweek game later in the season. <clears throat> Seems like they've gotten better uh, in these midweek games. Both the Pepperdine and Omaha losses were in the first week of the season. So <clears throat> they've gotten better as the season's gone on in their midweek games. At home, UCLA 16-8 and eight on the year. Against RPIA top 51 to 100 team range, they're 7-5, and five, and that is where UC Irvine falls. I mean, this is just a... A, a spot where UC Irvine needs to win this game to help out their resume. Um, that's not a bad dog play. Not as good as Sam Houston State, though. Uh, Gonzaga against Washington State. If the books offer this, it'd be quite dumb of them because I feel like there's going to be some value on Gonzaga. They look at Washington State being a Pac-12 squad, and they've been the worst Pac-12 squad of the year. And that wraps up the top 25 slate. But if I'm not crazy, I think I remember a big game in the SEC on this two, this fine Tuesday slate between two teams that are unranked. Is it not today? Let's let's go. Let's check out Wednesday real quick. Because I think there was a big SEC game, right? Um, I don't think I'm crazy. Hold on. I'm trying to find the SEC schedule here. No. No. I don't see it. Well, there's only four ranked games on Wednesday, so let's look at these as well. Connecticut going to beat Yale. That's probably not even going to be offered. <clears throat> Interesting one here, Wofford against Clemson. Clemson just took two of three against Florida State. Very good weekend from the Tigers. Um, an even better weekend from Wofford taking two of three on the road and Mercer. Um uh, <clears throat> A slightly go Wofford here, but I'd probably stay away. I think Virginia, Patty sees Virginia up against Nick, NC Nick's George Mason. How's Mason this year? Mason's 14 and 24, 6 and 6 in the A10. Not too promising, Nick. Sorry. 
nine and or four and twelve on the road. Yeah, Virginia is going to win this one. I mean, it's a nice look ahead spot to maybe take a quarter unit shot on Mason because Virginia has Virginia Tech coming up this weekend. But I'm probably going to say Virginia wins that game. And then I'll take Georgia Southern over Kennesaw State. That's a nice, nice uh, mid-major game there between two teams that have been in conversations for at-large bids so far this year. Give me Georgia Georgia Southern to win that game, though. Um, I, I thought there was a big, another big SEC game this midweek. I'm going to take one more, one more look. Because I didn't think... Yeah, I'm not crazy. I, I, was, I see it now. Ole Miss against Mississippi State in the Mississippi Minor League Stadium that doesn't televise their damn baseball games. Uh, Ole Miss took the uh, season that counts for the SEC Conference. They won it 2-1. to one. They uh, Or Mississippi State. I mean, Mississippi State took the series. I caught myself there. Guys from... Uh, Bulldogs fans, don't hold it against me. Uh, Mississippi State won Saturday and Sunday. Whew, tough one. This is why I didn't want to forget it and make sure I wanted to double-check to see that I saw this game because I know it's going to be offered. My play here would probably be Ole Miss. It's a game that they have to have for their resume, and for morale, because if you lose this one, you go down 3-1 to your in-state rival. You don't have very very much momentum to end the SEC regular season. You're basically conference-dependent, conference-tournament-dependent, but you got to get into that conference tournament because two teams of the SEC get left out. And as of right now, there's four teams tied for second-worst, and then the worst team in the in the conference is Missouri. And Ole Miss is one of those teams that's grouped up in the bottom four, I do believe. So Ole Miss needs to win this game, and that's where I'd be putting my money. I want to thank you guys all for listening to me rambling on as I procrastinate studying for exams. Uh, As you know, the college baseball experience is the only podcast on the airwaves that is committed 100% of its content to gambling on NCAA baseball. You can follow me on Twitter at 77NB, that is the word 70, the number 7NB. And Colby and I from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, Colby, my other podcasting partner, you can follow him at the Colby D on Twitter. We're providing picks and gambling analysis on college football, college basketball, and now college baseball. Uh, you can find me giving out MLB picks, and you can find Colby giving out USFL picks as well. Join us during the road to Omaha and experience the better side of college baseball with the college baseball experience. Have a great night.